Welcome to the Public Health Networker, the official podcast of the Public Health Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. Join us as we speak to public health professionals around the country and around the world in global, community, and environmental health topics. Join us also as we speak to podcasters in this field of public health. To learn more about us, visit publichealthpodcasters.com. And in the meantime, enjoy the episode. We invite you to join us from June 1st to the 3rd for the Public Health Informatics and Technology Conference, also known as FIAT, P-H-I-A-T, taking place June 1st through the 3rd, online and also in person on June 3rd. The conference is covering a range of academic and public health organizational topics are relevant, including topics such as EHR, surveillance, machine learning, AI, data visualization, public health IT policy and governance, cybersecurity, and more. We invite you to submit an abstract as well due by March 31st, and early bird registration ends on the 31st as well. So once again, we invite you to submit an abstract for presentation, and we invite you to attend. Our website is at phiatconference.com. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the Public Health Networker. Today, we are speaking with Ana Gonzalez Seda. She is the Director of Programs for San Diego and Imperial Counties, and she is part of the Alzheimer's Association. Welcome. Thank you for joining us, Ana. Thank you so much, April, for having me today. I'm very excited to speak with you today. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and the organization. Um, How did you get connected to this? particular community. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, we, I have been really involved in the public health arena uh, for a good, you know, solid 20 years here in San Diego County. And, you know, working with other nonprofit organizations, this organization just kind of called to me and, you know, knowing that there is so much information that the whole community needs to know more about Alzheimer's Association and all of its services. I just decided to, um, you know, inquire more about it. Thank you so much for your interest in supporting communities with Alzheimer's. So tell us a little bit more about the organization. Tell us about the work that you do. Yeah. So we, um, we cover the San Diego and Imperial chapter covers two counties, San Diego and Imperial counties. And we are a small but mighty team. Um, My team is really focused on providing education, um, sharing all of our services and um, all of our programs um, and, you know, making sure that people know that we are able to do that in both English and Spanish for both counties. And, um, you know, also part of the team includes uh, a development team because we also provide um, an offer opportunities for constituents to get involved in our walks. We have two walks um, in the fall coming up. And then we also have a, um, it's called TLD event, which is pretty much like a D, D, DIY um, sort of fundraiser where you really pick whatever you want to fundraise towards and it's proceeds comes back to the association. And we have also have a gala. Um, I think that's coming up in May. And we also have um, opportunities to get involved with our advocacy arm. So we we have quite um, an encompassing and comprehensive sort of approach to Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about Alzheimer's and 
also how it impacts the communities. For example, you mentioned that you also serve Imperial County, uh, definitely parts of San Diego, or, you know, there's a lot of Latinx communities here. And so a lot of our work we do in English and Spanish. So we're also very interested in how in Alzheimer's impacts these communities. Yes, for sure. So the Alzheimer's Association has been around since 1980, and we're one of about 80 chapters across the country. So we we really shifted our goal um, our goals to incorporate more of the um, you know focusing on the inequities in you know across our communities, and the association decided to add a pillar on DEI a few years back. So we wanted to definitely focus more on outreaching and providing education and opportunities for people to engage in, in communities of color, including um, the Latinx community. Um, because unfortunately, um, you know, as many other chronic diseases, um, communities of color are getting heavily impacted by many factors, um, but including um, Alzheimer's as one of the one of the biggest ones that are affecting the Latinx community in about one and a half times more than the general population. And Africans Americans are almost twice as prevalent in getting the disease. So this is really hitting home. Um, it's really, as you know, here in San Diego, we have quite a bit of population in the Latinx communities coming from Latinx communities. So this is definitely at the forefront of what we're doing um, to just reduce the stigma, you know, keep talking about this disease and how we can be able to help people earlier instead of later. Tell us more about the disease and tell us about some of the stigma, some of the things that are incorrect and not accurate, not necessarily accurate. I know, you know, I work with autoimmune communities and there's some things that are true for certain people, but not for everybody. But anyways, the stigma remains. I'm very curious to hear how that relates to Alzheimer's. Tell us more about the condition. Yeah, so unfortunately, this disease, there is, at this moment, there is no cure uh, for the disease. There are medications out in the market that may or may not help you reduce the symptoms. However, they will not stop the progression of the disease. So eventually, it will be a, they become a fatal disease. And that's really the scary part about it, because as much as we, you know, we can try to do things in our own, um, in our own realm here and within, within our control that we can help um, reduce uh, the risk. However, in the Latinx communities, we're just seeing that um, a lot of people just still are very afraid to talk about the disease. Um, you know, they, they might just, you know, brush it off and say, oh yeah, she's, you know, our aunt is having, you know, memory issues, but you know, as people, you know, age, it's part of a normal part of aging, but that, that actually is a myth. Um, you know, forgetting things uh, once in a while, it is a normal part of aging. However, if it persists, if it's continuous, and if it progresses, that's definitely not part of the normal aging process. Mm, that's important to know. I think a lot of, I think um, people in general, they think about the elderly as all not remembering things. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, some people may may never experience any cognitive decline or cognitive issues, which is fantastic. Um, but others, you know, unfortunately, uh, we're seeing also younger population um, seeing more of the effects of, of cognitive decline early early on. Some people we might see it early as fifty or sixty. 
Um, so this is definitely a time to, if you do or, or know of somebody or, or experiencing it yourself, um, some memory issues, um, definitely give us a call. Uh, we do have a 1-800 line where we can be able to call us at any time. It's open 24 seven. Um, but we wanna make sure that people take advantage of all the programs and services out there before it, it gets to that stage. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Is Alzheimer's something that can be prevented or is there treatment that can help? Yeah, so right now, um, you know, unfortunately we cannot prevent it. We can just reduce the risk and ways to do that is, you know, um, continue to have a social, very socially active um, group of friends, you know, get together for bingo or go on a walk, um, go to the gym, exercise together. Just it's very important to keep this social connection um, very active. Also, maybe picking up a book, um, you know, reading um, is also, you know, very helps the brain keep active. Also, maybe learning a new language or learning a new sport, things that really um, tie in the whole um, mind and, and brain and body connection. That's definitely something we are um, really preaching so that um, people continue to be active and keep their main brains active as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Out of curiosity, do you also speak Spanish? I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so ¿qué puede usted decir acerca de Alzheimer's uh, para la, la comunidad que habla español? Uh, ¿Qué es el Alzheimer's y um, cómo podemos ayudar a la comunidad? ¿Cómo si usted um, si hay alguien que tiene Alzheimer's, uh, si usted sabe alguien que tiene Alzheimer's, ¿qué pueden hacer para uh, mejorar o, or, mm, you know, pre prevent? Yeah, prevenir, sí. Uh -huh. Sí, muchas gracias, Abril. Um, nosotros estamos aquí para ayudarnos. Si tienen cualquier pregunta sobre si tiene usted problemas de la memoria, por favor, contacte a su doctor. Este es muy importante ir con su doctor primeramente para ver si podemos diagnosticarlo. Ese diagnóstico es, va a ser muy importante para um, agarrar tratamiento en el futuro si lo necesita o si a ver si hay, hay um, otros modos de, 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 ¿cómo se dice? de platicar sobre su diagnosis, si es ah. Alzheimer o demencia o otra cosa, otro factor que le puede este, causar um, problemas de la memoria. Pero nosotros estamos aquí también para hacer esas pláticas. Yo sé que a veces es muy difícil platicar sobre Alzheimer. Este, la gente no quiere saber, no queremos saber si tenemos problemas de la memoria o que pueda causar este, problemas en mi familia o cosas así, así que primeramente platique con su doctor y es, aquí estamos para ayudarlos como les platiqué este, 24 horas al día 7 días a la semana para estar aquí para ayudarlos con cualquier pregunta que tenga o duda o sugerencia este, por favor no delate la llamada uh -huh. Gracias, ¿cuál es el número de teléfono o el website? Sí, tenemos el número de 1800, es 1800-272-3900. Y también nuestro correo, o nuestra página de internet es alz.org, diagonal San Diego. 
y hallé información también para poderle ayudarle este bilingüe. Y también en ese, en ese tipo de, de, en ese sitio de web puede encontrar las clases que ofrecemos en la comunidad completamente gratuitas. Y hay clases sobre qué es la diferencia entre Alzheimer's y demencia o qué son las 10 señales este, de Alzheimer's. Hay muchísimas clases que pueda, puede ir en persona o también puede hacerlo este, vía la web. Gracias. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious in English how, um, how they are different, like dementia and Alzheimer's. What, what are some of the differences? Yeah, so um, we do offer a class, like I was mentioning, um, our website, alz.org forward slash San Diego. You can find all of our um, educational programs there completely free at no cost. Um, and the difference is really dementia is more of an umbrella term. Um, for instance, if you're already, you know, in your 80s or 90s and the physician decides not to do further testing and really just to, wants to generalize the condition, it is dementia. And under that umbrella, there's specific types of diseases, and one of them is Alzheimer's disease. And actually, that Alzheimer's disease affects about 68 to 80% of the population. So it's really the most common. And that's really why we're really addressing, um, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia on a more of a conversational basis. But it is um, having problems, um, you know, balancing your checkbook. That's actually one of the signs. If you are um, forgetting sort of you're in the middle of a conversation and you forget what the next, the next thing you're going to say or the next um, uh, sentence, that, that combination of the sentence, the next, uh, I forgot the name of the word, but the, um, but the next sentence that you're going to say, if you uh -huh. forget what you're going to talk about, uh -huh. when you stop in the middle of the conversation, you cannot remember. That's also a sign. Um, like forgetting keys once in a while, your car keys, it's okay. But what is really important is um, that you remember and you retrace your steps and then you find those keys. I think in general, all of us tend to forget little things like that every so often, losing our train of thought, but if it's exactly. starting to look like a pattern, it's happening more frequently. We should reach out for more information and support. Definitely, yeah. So we do have... Um, are also support groups. We do offer support groups that are both held virtually. Um, we have a few virtual, one in a central, that means actually in-person. few virtual here in San Diego, as also one in-person in Chula Vista, and that one's the Spanish one. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited to keep that Spanish one. Um, starting next month, we will be offering respite care. So if a caregiver comes um, and joins the support group, They can also bring their loved one um, so we can be able to um, have two sessions for them. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Yeah, caregivers, um, they're part of that experience, right? They, exactly. they feel it too. Exactly. And we also want to make sure that, you know, the caregivers know that we are also there for them and here for them just because it's very daunting and it's um, it takes a lot of time to really care for somebody living with Alzheimer's and other dementia, so there's got to be some time for yourself to take care of yourself. Um, you know, making sure that you take, you know, some time for yourself throughout the day um, so you can regroup, organize your thoughts, um, also making sure that you take advantage of your own personal health 
you know, seeing your physician on a regular basis, seeing your dentist on a regular basis, so that we also, um, you know, know the importance of you being uh, healthy and being also available for taking care of somebody living with a disease. Mm -hmm. Right, being your best so that you can help other people too. Exactly, yes, because sometimes caregivers just run themselves down and really don't have any much more energy to really provide their loved one and much less themselves. So it's really um, taking care of yourself. Small things, you know, take 10 minutes to meditate, 10 minutes to go for a walk. Um, of course, if you have more time, definitely. Um, or maybe calling a friend and saying, hey, will you be able to watch my loved one while I go, go get my hair done, right? Um, things that, that really matter and that makes yourself feel good about yourself. Um, yeah, so I guess in English, tell us about the the phone number that people can call 24 hours a day for information and um, anything else you'd like to tell us. Mm -hmm. We are here located here in San Diego as well. Our offices are um, off of um, Governor Drive, off the UTC area of the 805, but also our 1-800 number um, is available 24-7. Uh, we have over 200 languages if we need assistance. Um, in any of those languages. And we also have master level clinicians that can be able to help you with your own specific situation. Anybody can call at any time, as many times as you would like as well. Our number is 1-800-272-3900. And our website is alz.org uh, forward slash San Diego. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today, Anna. I'm so glad that we had a chance to meet um, in you know the same city pretty much yeah. and to learn more and about how Alzheimer's Association can help people nationally as well thank you so much for joining us so much April yeah I really appreciate um, you taking the time and inviting us and talking more about Alzheimer's Association but um, please do not hesitate to call us at any time like I mentioned at 1-800-272-3900 thank you so much April to learn more about the Public Health Podcast Network, visit publichealthpodcasters.com.